Welcome, dear ones. I'm Sam Lenny, healer, channel, mentor, and conduit for cosmic light. I'm the host of the Lessons from the Records podcast with the Dominion, the light beings I channel in my healings and readings. I'm on a mission to teach you how to know and interpret your energy, cherish yourself, raise your vibration, shine your light, and align with your highest truth and potential in life and in your relationships. You'll learn your energetic cords carry through scores of lifetimes and with many people. Thousands, millions of experiences and connections picked up along the way and all stored in your metaphysical library, your Akashic record in the higher dimensions. The truth is you are here on earth to experience it all and to grow, to feel, reveal and heal and to move from fear to love. Welcome to this episode. If you are inspired by what you hear and are inspired by the energy that you receive today through this transmission, please like and comment on this episode and please share it on social media. Thank you so much for being here today. Welcome to this week's episode, lovelies. How are you doing? I'm recording this today. It is the full moon, lunar eclipse, super moon. It is full on intense today. So whether you are listening to this now or in the day or two after the super moon today, Wednesday, the 26th, um, you're still going to be feeling the residual, the powerful energies of this full moon. So what does a super moon mean? Well basically the moon is closer to the earth and when we have a full moon it is highlighting, really shining, illuminating our deepest emotions. So we're having this real sensitive time at the moment because it's a super moon it's doubly sensitive. All of your insecurities, whatever you feel insecure about, sensitive about, is going to be coming up to be seen right now. What can you do about this? How can you harness? How can you navigate these energies in the next few hours, the next couple of days? Is to, one, to ground yourself. It's really important to ground your energy. As you can imagine, the roots of a tree diving deep down into the earth beneath you you can imagine that you have roots from the soles of your feet driving those roots all the way down to the center of mother earth you can visualize this just take some time close your eyes take a few deep breaths and visualize those roots strong driving their way down holding you safe on the earth the second tip is to have some fun. I'm sitting here, I've got my unicorn socks on. My husband and I have had a little bit of light-hearted banter this morning. I'm not saying it was there weren't issues because he is about to get on a flight and there are all sorts of restrictions going on at the moment within the last 48 hours in Australia in certain parts of the country and it hasn't been without its concern and a little bit of breath holding so we've just had a little bit of fun with it raised the vibration had a bit of a play 
taken the mickey out of each other, done stupid stuff, and it really helps to just change the pattern of energy that's going on at the moment because it is really, really, really deep. So have some fun today. Lighten up. Don't take yourself too seriously. Don't take life too seriously just for a few hours. Create space. Make space for yourself and be kind to yourself. Give yourself the love, the TLC, the space, the consideration, the compassion to really just honour yourself and if you're feeling insecure, you're feeling ultra sensitive, look after yourself. So today I'm going to keep this intro really brief um, because the conversation today is beautiful and honest and it has a lot of passion weaving through it. Why is that? Because I have my British beautiful friend Ali Ford with me today. We go back a few years and we met when we were both practicing reflexologists. And so if you listen to this podcast frequently, you'll know that it's normally just me on my own with the Dominion. Well, today, and maybe the first of many hashtag chats in the future, when it feels aligned to do so, I'm opening up the podcast with the intention of sharing life and spiritual journeying stories that I know you, my community, will be inspired by and probably be able to resonate with on some level. And perhaps you'll take something away and bring it into your life. So Ali is an inspiring woman. She's an intuitive coach now and she's a mother, among other labels, which she's going to tell you about. (laughs) She has a lot of wisdom to share. We are going to talk about the energy of 2021 and how it's impacting You're going to hear what it's been like for her to experience her own personal awakening and how to tangibly implement that growth and expansion into life and how it led to her shifting careers and most recently a conscious uncoupling and she shares how opening her Akashic Records gave her exactly the assurance and guidance that she needed to move through the inevitable challenges of separation while continuing to ground, honour and be truthful to herself. So it's a really jam-packed episode today and I hope you enjoy it. I will wrap up now and I'll let Ali introduce herself. And if you're interested in Ali's work, you can go to the show notes and click all the links to her details please just go down there and scroll down. You'll find details of all the resources that have been shared in this episode today. And I do this with every episode. So really do dive into the show notes. Okay, let's move on to the conversation. So welcome, Ali. Welcome to this week's podcast episode. It is amazing to have you here. And I'm pretty excited about the conversation that we're about to have. I know that we, we could sit here and talk for hours, but I'm going to try and keep it brief, <laughs> as brief as, we can, <laughs> brief as we can get it. So I just want to just allow you to introduce yourself because it's an honour to have you here. And I would love you just to, 
say where you are, where you're, where you're residing at the moment, and what is your passion? What is your mission? What are you doing in the world at the moment? Oh, do you know what? It's so nice to be here. It's um, I love it every time we speak. I get like super excited about it. Uh, so I'm Ali. I uh, live in the UK and uh, in in sort of just south of Manchester in the UK, uh, which I love. It's a beautifully vibrant little town that I live in. Um, lots of friends, lots of connections, lots of history here for me um, since being younger. Uh, I've only moved back here about six or seven years ago, um, having lived away for 20 years. So um, it feels like a real coming home, but in more ways than just geographically. And we might touch on that in a bit. Um, And I am, how would I describe myself? Well, it depends who I'm talking to, but, but really I am a deeply connected practical witch um, which means I help, I work to help others speak their truth or know their truth and live their truth. Um, and I do that in a number of different ways, using lots of different mindset and um, spirit, very much spiritual practices um, and, you know, fully lean into those myself and live it, live what I teach, which is magical and um, one of the most fulfilling things I think I've ever experienced. Awesome. Beautiful. I know you do amazing things in the world. I, I, anybody that's listening to this now will definitely feel your incredible, powerful, dynamic energy. And yeah, although... I know we've we've spent had you know a few conversations together, so I know that a lot of what we do is aligned, and I know mm-hmm. that we've kind of had the same kind of journeys through you so. know experiences, life experiences, childhood experiences, and moving through the trials and tribulations of adulthood. You know, having children, being married, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and getting to the point where. Um, we just want to be of more service. We want to be more aligned to our passion, whatever that is. Yeah. But we go on that journey to find ourselves on a deeper level and find what we're healing in ourselves. And then we share that with, with others. So it's yeah. always the way. And it's, you, you, I realized I didn't quite answer the question about what I'm passionate about. I, what I've come to know about myself is that I am deeply passionate about people being allowed to be who they are unapologetically, unconditionally, um, loving themselves wholeheartedly, even when you, am I allowed to swear on this by the way? Yeah, go for it. (laughs) Even when you completely fuck up, um, you know, loving yourself anyway, um because I've had to I've I suppose personally I've had to learn how to do that um a number of times over and I'm still you know as you I know resonate with we're we're never done are we we're never finished there's always more of ourselves that we can find or feel into or become and I just find it such an it's a challenging but very exciting process a very exciting way to live and to be able to help other people do that is um well it's just deeply humbling to be honest deeply rewarding very 
um, magical. You know, there's not a day goes by where I don't, where I'm not hugely thankful for what I've gifted myself and via, via that process, what I've, what I can now share with others and, and help others to do for themselves. So good. So good. And in terms of, um, I'd love to just double back a bit and ask you to tell us a little bit about your story up to now. Um, because as I say, I know that this episode, but the podcast itself, you know, a lot of my audience, the audience here will resonate with what you've moved through mm-hmm. as a woman having various times of life where you know, we have responsibilities, we have focus. So just bring us back from a spiritual perspective, because I think, you know, let's go for the woo-woo, let's go with the witchy-woo, because we all love that stuff. Tell us a little bit about your witchy story, where it started, and where you're at now. So I would, I would describe myself until I was about late 30s, as knowing that there was something else, about me, about life, about something more than what you, vis- you know, physically or viscerally experience. But I couldn't, I couldn't define it, and al- I almost didn't want to go there. Actually, I was a bit skeptical and frightened of it. Um, and then, and I, I, I moved through since having children. I moved through a period of significant anxious thinking. There was a number of life events that were happening at the time um, that were outside of my control. That sort of created these conditions of being very controlled in how I was living because it was the only way I could cope. And um, one of those things was that my mum was deteriorating with Alzheimer's. So um, for any of your audience who might have any experience of that, it's one of the most challenging things that I've ever been through um, because you're literally losing the person in front of you, even though they're physically still there. But mum was, I suppose, one of the most, uh, and my dad, one of the most important people, probably the most important people in my life, to be honest. And she always had a bit of a vibe about her. She would talk about fate a lot. And if, if it's, if things are meant to be, it'll happen. And, and I guess I get some of that from her. And anyway, long story short, um, I was highly anxious, very controlling, not in a, not controlling of other people, but control, controlled my own um, emotions, the way I lived, uh, how things happened, because it was the only way I suppose I felt safe looking back. And then it got to, so mum was poorly for eight years and it got to the point where um, we knew that she was likely to pass over very soon. And so I spent a very magical weekend uh, with my brother and my dad and my mum at, her, her, at our family home Um sort of help, you know, nursing her, caring for her, helping her through that process. And it was such a privilege. But around the same time, I had also, as the universe would have it, had a conversation with somebody who was talking about a morning practice they were doing, uh, which was actually called Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. Um, And I had decided by then I had to, I had to do something different. The way I was thinking, living, working, um, 
existing was not joyful in any way, shape or form. And so I'd start two weeks before my mum died, I'd started this morning practice, which included journaling, meditation, bit of reading, some movement, um, drinking water, amongst other things. There's a whole sort of sequence of things that, that one might do. Um, and I in, and I felt even within that two weeks felt different. Um, and I, again, couldn't describe it, didn't particularly want to, couldn't explain it other than <clears throat> my, definitely my anxiety symptoms were receding and I felt much more connected to myself. And so that enabled me without a shadow of a doubt to be able to sit at my mum's bedside as she was dying and give gratitude for everything. Um, even this, you know, um, very painful weekend that we were all experiencing, just be completely present in the moment and hugely grateful for everything that I had experienced, you know, had been offered, shown as a result of my mum's life and, you know, all, all of that. Um, and so after she died, there was a deep knowing in me that that was a very significant experience. And it felt like this is, this is what was meant to happen. This is how it was meant to be. This is here to teach you something. And so I continued with my morning practice and everything else sort of developed from there. And still, still I resisted it, but I got much more um, practiced with meditation. I got much more practiced with journaling, which has been an absolute go-to for me since ever since then, which was five years ago. Um, and the more I allowed myself to unfold and witness um, who I was, what I'd experienced, and f and then, you know, as the universe would have it, make connections in different ways with different people who just happened to mention such and such a spiritual practice. Had I heard of it? Why don't I, you know, give it a go? So I did. I just took it all. Um, and through that, I guess, became, um, you know, started my journey towards really and it's, you know, I still, it's, it will always be a journey. There's so much I don't know that I'm desperate to know. Um, but I've reached a point now where I fully embrace all of the witchiness. Um, and I, and, and I feel that that is what was, has, is meant to be. And I am here to be a be to be out loud and proud as a, practical witch and I, I say practical witch because you know everyone's stereotypical view of witches is that you just mean and have warts on your nose and you've got a green face and you <laughs> fly around on a broomstick um and that's not my understanding at all um so it's been it's been a lot it's been a long and at times incredibly torturous journey but I'm so thankful for it because the more I the more I lean into some of these practices the more I sit at my fire pit at my new house burning stuff um in order to energetically let go of the energy attached to it for example the better I feel the more connected I am to myself the more permission I give myself to 
be, do, have whatever I want, whatever I feel called to explore or experience, um, the more ma- the more magical life gets in, in the most weird and bizarre ways that sometimes you, your logical brain just cannot catch up with. Um, but that's all part of the joy of it. So true. Absolutely. Yeah, I think if we worried about what didn't seem logical, <laughs> I think we yes. would, you know, we'd, we'd be even more confused, I think. And it's interesting because, you know, you, you spoke a little bit about being the space of allowing. And of course, the opposite to allowing is resistance and being tight and, you know, feeling, mm. feeling that rub. And I think, you know, it's when we agree to say yes to this and the universe floods you with opportunities, floods you with um, tests and experiences that um, make you go deeper into yourself. (laughs) Mm. I always talk about the Pandora's box. Once you've opened it, you know, it's like the whole world is, is available and the universe and some is, is just ready to, to say yes to you. Um, but then there's still the day job, there's still the day work, there's still the um, connecting with other people, human beings. And how do you master, I'm going to say master, because as you say, we're constantly evolving, constantly learning, constantly in in student mode. How do, how have you been able to I guess, transcend from, you know, getting to the point where you feel like you're always in flow or you're in flow as much as you can possibly be and you're, you know, you're the, the master of your own world yeah. despite what's going on outside. For me, it had to start with um, the very basics of how I was talking to myself and that and dealing with that narrative in my mind um, that shaped my whole experience of life. And that narrative um, way back when, despite a very privileged upbringing, despite feeling loved all my life, uh, that this set of circumstances had just conspired to make that narrative incredibly negative. I was expecting the worst planning for the worst I ended up manifesting the worst because of that um and so I had to tackle I had to tackle the inner narrative and I did a lot of a huge amount of reading around at the time so um, my, my sort of professional background if you like I'm a psychiatric nurse and so when you're when you work in the medical profession, you are taught you do nothing without logical evidence. So I had to, I almost had to indulge my ego in that to be able to set myself free from it. So I read about um, neuroplasticity. I read about psychological development. I read about um, our ego mind and our chimp mind. And I practiced all the stuff in the books in terms of um, all the, all the different techniques that are recommended. And I eventually worked out that that wasn't really working for me either. And that I had to find my own way. Um, So I, but I used that very much as a foundation to do that. So I did a lot of inner critic work. I did a lot of 
choosing a different thought type work. And in doing that, it allowed me, it's almost like creaked open the door to allow in the other stuff. And that, that then, you know, the more you allow in, the wider the door gets, the bigger, the more you expand, the more you open up, the more that becomes possible. And, and um, I've, I've, some of it is about w- allowing yourself to witness what's happening. And meditation definitely helped me with that um, because, you know, you're encouraged to consider who you are beyond your thinking um, or beyond your physical body and beyond your mind. And that allowed me to develop this connection with what I would call my, my soul, my sort of core self that was not, not, that was not logical, that was far from it. Um, And I would say, it's about the witnessing your experience for me has been the biggest game changer. So it's almost like that stepping outside of yourself and looking back in. So being in flow is actually about catching yourself when you're out of flow. (laughs) So noticing that that's what's happening, noticing you're all back up in your head, noticing that you are making choices that perhaps don't feel entirely aligned with who you are and just witnessing it to start with. Once you've witnessed it, when we're not conscious to something, we cannot possibly change it. So it's just about allowing yourself to be aware of it in the first instance. And I still have to do this. I go through cycles, as you, I'm sure you do, yeah. cycles and cycles and cycles of, oh, you rat it again. You know, <laughs> you, your mind's going again. Why, why, why is this getting involved? It's not, it's not necessary. Um, and with that comes lots more spiritual practice, lot, lots more doing the things that I know work. I smudged the shit out of everything yesterday because I was in a real, it's dark moon yesterday. You know, we're recording yeah. this literally at new moon. Um, I, I learned how to cycle with the moon to the yeah. point where even my um, inner cycle, my periods, I bleed at the new moon like clockwork. Um, it's the only, that's actually the only way I know my period's coming is because I'm checking in with the moon. Um, <laughs> awesome. And I fully allowed myself to witness that, that cycling and that process and that variation in energy and how I was feeling. So I became far more feelings led right up to the point that this year, um, my intention has been only to live through the lens of love, um, as in love for myself, love for what I have, love for what is, love for what isn't love for love for all of it and allow love to literally lead the way forward um and that's just it's just such a you know I could go on and on and on about it it is so liberating I can't tell you getting out of my head is the best thing I can ever do so 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 I agree with you to be in that feeling space rather than in the mental head and you know we know you talked about you know neuroplasticity and all that you know the the scientific stuff you know we know that the heart resonates so much more Mm. highly it's a higher vibration than the head and that we do all of our we operate from the emotion space we receive through the emotions far quicker than we receive through the mind. And so if you can be highly aligned and resonated with, with your heart space and your feelings, then 
you know, you're never ever going to, you're not going to go wrong. You know, you're never going to fall off the path. And I've got this, this mantra that I say is feeling is revealing is healing. So once you're feeling it, you all of a sudden you become aware of what, you know, what's, what is this all about? And then once you know, you're already starting to, you're already in it. it Absolutely. I've just got full on goosebumps. Me me too. (laughs) We know, we know that that's a truth, right? (laughs) Um, so true so true I'd love to um I know we, we could absolutely talk till the day is long and I'd love to do that I'd something really came up then something dropped in and landed for me just at that moment two minutes ago um just coming back to being a mother being a wife being a partner you know and transitioning from you know a corporate yeah employed route into mm-hmm. this sort of self-employed singing to your own tune doing your own thing the reason I want to share this is because I when we 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 find ourselves in a space of evolution with ourselves personally where we're trying to find more about who we are and translate that into you know the reality and be of mm-hmm. service yada yada um, but we also live in this environment where we have, we're in partnerships, we're with people that are on their own journey. And I know for sure, and I know this is for sure with you, that that ascension can happen quite rapidly once you decide yes. that you're going to do it. <clears throat> and that can create rub, can keep create mm-hmm. challenges um, in that home relationship environment. And I say this with, with my clients a lot. Um, this often comes up. It's like we're ships that pass in the night. You know, we don't seem to align. We don't have the same values anymore. I feel stuck. All of those common, um, common statements, you know, typical statements that are made. And I know from my personal perspective, I've gone through various evolutions in my partnership I've been married before, divorced, met my current husband two years later. Mm-hmm. But though it's gone through various evolutions and it will continue to go through various evolutions. And I suppose I'd love to hear your, um, your explanation, your view, your thoughts on how you have navigated your spiritual journey in respect of your partnership. Because I know like, we can kind of get a bit frustrated that we're doing the work and they're not doing the work. And, you know, let's not get into spiritual egos and, you know, that's not, I don't want to get into that, that debate about not being loving and accepting and forgiving and all of those things. Just interested personally for you, how, how did you get to this point where you were able to make those decisions for yourself and live by them and be true to yourself and not feel guilt or not feel stuck or whatever. And I know that this is a big subject, but share what comes from your heart on this. Okay. So it's probably worth going back slightly and, and, and letting <clears throat> your listeners know that. So I, my, my current situation is that I am, excuse me, <clears throat> separated from my, husband still married because um it's only been a short period of time 
uh, then, but we are divorcing. We have two children. I've been with him for 17 years. Um, and we had <clears throat> for a very long time had a, a what I, what was seemed to be a, a fulfilling relationship. Um, there was always an intuitive sense that it could be more, um, but neither of us was in that place where we were able to make it happen. Um, so obviously I went through what I went through with anxious thinking, with losing my mum, with, um, oh, we had all sorts of, I mean, there's been so many universal step-ins to try and literally elbow us to elbow me to, to make changes. Um, I could, I could probably share a whole podcast about that, but um, I obviously, because of all that, I chose to work on myself. And when we do that, obviously we change our energy changes. We, we come more into being with ourselves we come more into self-acceptance and feeling a bit more unapologetic about that. And people will either come along with us, which my ex-husband did absolutely and was fully supportive of what I was doing. Um, But for me personally, there reached a time where it became very obvious that this was not, this was no longer my long-term plan my long-term relationship, that there was too much that was not there, which meant either, I basically, I saw it, I had two choices. I either compromise for the rest, compromise myself for the rest of my life in order to um, reduce the pain and discomfort for others, which by the way, is a major pattern of mine, which I recognize. I'm always giving more And always I have to really watch myself with it because as you know, you just drain yourself and then you can't give anything. Um, So I'd reached that point where I had this decision to make it. I was sort of coming into full awareness about that, but still the conditioning was strong uh, and and always will be to a degree. Um, So I continued to do my own work we went through various evolutions of therapy together, separate therapy. We had, I did all the things that I could possibly do to try and make this really significant relationship work. And it reached a point where I just arrived at a deep set knowing that this was not for me anymore. Um, And obviously with that came a load of emotion, pain, um, worry, um, sort of mind-based narrative um, and I sort of it's a bit like you know when a turtle's poking its head out a tortoise is poking its head out of its shell and I, it was almost like I'd put my I'd nudge my nose out a little bit but then I'd retreat back because it, it was too scary couldn't do it um, and it was only literally beginning of this year talking like four four and a half months ago that we finally had the conversation and decided that it was better if we weren't together. Um, and it's like anything when one, when one person in a dynamic changes, it's going to change the dynamic and we become very fearful of that. But in fact, it's always good. So it's, it's good because you might, you might grow together. It's good because you might evolve together in a part in a, you know, romantic partnership 
it's good even if you don't, because what it means is that you're being true to yourself regardless. And that is what we are. I firmly believe that's what each and every one of us is here to do. You are here as you are in this current state to be yourself. That's your gift to the world. However that looks, you know, you might, for a long time, I was a nurse. I looked after kids with mental health problems. That's what I was there to do at that time. Um, Then, as you know, I retrained as a reflexologist and I got into energy work and that's what I was there to do at that time. I was also a mother. I was a wife. I was a daughter, a sister, a friend, a confidant. I had all these roles, but they they were conditioned roles that almost I'd just signed up to unwittingly. I'd just subscribed to them. Yeah, And I just started to metaphorically unsubscribe from all those mailing lists (laughs) (laughs) and literally peel back the layers so that I could reach an understanding of who I was. And so doing that, of course, means that the the dynamic changes. And you know what? The dynamic in the I will look back and I will be pleased that the dynamic changed in the way it did Um, for both of us, not just for me, but also for my ex-husband, for my children. Dynamics have already changed with friendships, um, work relationships, uh, connections with other people. It's just, it is as it's meant to be. And I've even, I know I've just like ranted on now, but I've forgotten the question. Other than, <laughs> That's okay. Other than how you evolve in, in when you're making changes yourself. I think you have to, you have to trust. You have to yes. trust. And that's the hardest thing to do. You have to trust yourself. And if it feels right, it is right. It feels it's, wrong. It's probably not right. Yeah, you gotta go. You gotta go with your gut. And you know, we we our our mind, you know, our subconscious. We have this modelling, and we're modelled by our caregivers. You know, everything that we ever see and perceive, mm-hmm. we think that is the model, and it's fixed. And yes. then what happens is is that when we want to make the change, we you know the mind automatically decides how it's going to look, how bad it's going to be, how challenging it's going to be, how there's going to be, you know, full-scale riots. And, you know, I think what I know for sure, I know this in myself, I know this with clients, is that we really are changing that narrative big time. Even in the last two or three or four years, I there is a lot to... Um, there's a lot to be said for really trusting yourself and really staying true to yourself and being in that full um, energy of worthiness because what we've, and I think we know this as women, as witchy women, Mm -hmm. because we've been in places where we've been persecuted, suppressed, told not to say anything, you know, sidelined, hidden, all of those kind of things. So now we're here saying what we want to say, standing in, in our, you know, power, standing in our worth. And it's actually a positive thing because when we actually share how we actually authentically feel, we're met with the same authenticity and a sense of relief. Yes. Um, that is like I've never seen before, you know, in my almost 50 years. I kind of, there has been such a paradigm shift with how people relate, how 
how people feel. We're using our emotions much more. Men are tapping into their emotions much more. We've learned to not shy away from those now. We're, you know, we're fully embracing those. And I think when you're in that place of feed, that feeling place, you only get met with consideration. And I, and I know that in some respects, you know, initially there can be a bit of a challenge around that, you know, depending yeah. on who that person is that's, that's standing in front of you. But on the grand scheme of things, it has been incredible. I saw, I saw a client yesterday um, and we were talking about relationships. And, you know, when I think about my husband and I, we've gone through a lot of struggle. We've come out of the other side and it's, you know, it's incredible. We're stronger than we've ever been and we're highly respectful of each other. And I had a client yesterday and we were talking about relationships and we kind of got to, to a point where we'd brought this really strong awareness around the fact that unconventional being is, you know, is the, the mode of the day, but it's like everybody's being un, unconventional now. And mm. so unconventional is, is going to become in 5, 10, 15 years' time the conventional way because yeah. we're learning we know in this 5d we're moving into this 5d you know ascension is that the individual and standing in your individual light is so powerful that it gives everybody else the permission to do that without and a doubt by doing that everybody's vibration raises everybody feels lighter everybody feels empowered everybody feels happy in control of their own world there's none of this sort of structure or framework anymore and by virtue of that we all connect without a doubt i could not agree more i use this analogy with a client a coaching client of mine the other day it's like when you chuck a pebble in the middle of a puddle or a pond obviously the biggest shift, the biggest energetic shift is where it lands in the water. But the energetic change ripples all the way to the edges of whatever bit of water you've just chucked the stone into. Um, there is, you cannot stop that shift. Um, and that is only going to be a good thing. I can't, I'm so passionate about this. It, it is only a good thing. When we rise, we bring others along with us. There's a quote along those lines. I don't, I can't remember who said it, but I see this all the time. Every time I level up, every time I double down on my spiritual practices, I mean, you and I are both holding, I don't know what you've got, but I've got, you've got your quartz. I've got selenite. So <laughs> um, every time I double down on my uh, tarot readings for myself, my, um, crystal healing, my self reiki, my burning shit in the fire pit in the garden, <laughs> my um, meditation, my journaling, which is hugely important to me, very cathartic. And every time I do that, something else magical happens. Someone else comes along and, oh, look, the thing I've just learned through my own practice is what you now most need to hear. And that brings you up as well. And that's you know, for us coaches, that's sort of a fairly standard pattern, isn't it? We often do our own healing and then lo and behold, loads of clients come needing the same healing, but yes. it's the same in any circumstance. So I don't know, I could be, um, I could be a retail manager 
and I make one change on the shop floor or one change in the way I speak to my team and everyone benefits. Yeah. I benefit, they benefit, the customers benefit, the business benefits. And so it's, it's about owning, it's about owning your shit. It's about owning your strengths and fully feeling into those strengths and those individual unique qualities that you bring and allowing yourself giving yourself that permission to be seen in that light and visibility is a real block for us as humans generally uh, but particularly for women because our because for years feminine energy was the rhetoric was that feminine energy was weak Mm masculine masculine energy the doing the action the focus the attention the game changing was where it's at we are moot we are you know collectively we are so we're already redressing the balance and for me life has always been about balance it's about owning all your masculine energy all your feminine energy there's not a woman in the world well there, there will be a few but there's not a woman in the world who won't benefit from feeling further, allow, giving further permission to themselves to bring forth their feminine energy. There is not a man in the world that would not benefit from bringing forth their feminine energy. Um, yeah. And we're seeing it everywhere, aren't we? So are. Everywhere. So are. I've got male clients and, um, it's just incredible to witness the, the softness mm-hmm. that's arriving yep. in them. And I'm talking like alpha males, very strong, mm-hmm. dominant men, kind men, you know, yes. but but there is just a new, whole new softness about them that they're really surprised with, yeah. you know, and it's flooding out into, into their world and their businesses are more abundant and it's less, there's less struggle and struggling mm-hmm. like that force, you know, I've got to force yeah. decisions through and yeah. I've got to, you know, all of those real, you know, as we know, those. Um, the hustle, it, it's just not what we're meant to be doing. No. The hustle is not, it's not going to bring the winds. Um, That's it. And, you know, you and I, we're of that generation where we, we learned that hustling was the way yes. to go. And yeah. now our children are less about the hustle, mm-hmm. um, and it's only going to grow, which is a, you know is a is amazing. Um, I know we could talk about children and mental health and all of that kind of thing, but that's for another time. I'd love to ask you because um, we've touched on the divine feminine, we've touched on gifts and talents as women and persecution and not mm-hmm. being able to say our thing, and. I have had the absolute pleasure of reading your opening your Akashic records for you um, and always a joy, (laughs) always a joy. I've had such a beautiful times doing that. And where the Akashic records are concerned, they're very good at my, let me just double back. The Akashic records are your metaphysical library that is every thought, emotion, every everything that's ever been experienced in your life and your multiple lives is held in an upper dimension, seventh dimension and beyond. And so 
It is, we can tap into this at any time. There, it isn't a, it doesn't have a time frame. So at any moment we can call up a prayer and open our records and we could one moment drop into 2000 years ago and another, mm-hmm. you know, moment drop in somewhere else. So in terms of women, through the Akashic Records, we can um, understand where we've been before, what our previous lives have been, how we can better connect and understand why we struggle with overcoming certain things. So, for example, I know that I am here in this incarnation on earth to heal my throat chakra. I've had mm-hmm. um, past lives being witchy past lives being healer I've also had a part past lives where I have been a man and have been damaged in war where I haven't been able to speak so I've got a, a masculine and feminine energetically in my DNA that I'm here to walk through life and help to overcome and of course we're here and we're talking about this in May and May is the fifth month of the year and it's throat chakra so course we're all divinely aligned and this has all come at the right time however in terms of the akashic records we we are all individually able to open our own records as well as myself i have the joy of opening the records and channeling the records for other Mm -hmm. people i'd love to get your experience your akashic records reading experience and how it's helped you during this these last six months yeah so the word that lands when we're talking about my experience of having my readings done with you or with other readers is this overwhelming feeling of safety and security somehow. It's, it is a, it's absolutely like a metaphysical thing. It's not a logical thing. It's very much um, a connective thing. So you read my records for the first time. I, th- I think it, I can't remember if it was back in December or November um, last year. So before my relationship had ended, my marriage had ended. And then I had monthly readings for the, the subsequent three months, January, February, March. Um, and every single one either reminded me or taught me something that I needed to hear, whatever question I asked. Um, so with that came a further, I suppose, cementing of, for me personally, that this this allowing myself to be me was absolutely what I was meant to be doing. So one of the first I asked you about, I can remember asking you, I asked a lot of questions about what do I need to know? What can I, how can I be guided for the next few months? Or what do I need to know? What can, how can my past lives help me or what do I need to know about my past lives that will help me now? Um, And the first, the first life that you reminded me of the first previous life, past life, whatever terminology you want to use um, was me in some sort of ceremonial dress at the edge of the sea um, communicating with um, different energies. And I instantly felt anchored um you know I could get highly emotional about the whole thing um 
it, I instantly there's a re, there was a re-remembering that's that cemented what I thought I knew about myself. So it was there was this reassurance and this deep knowing that everything was going to be fine, even though I didn't know how things were might pan out. I didn't know the exact steps that might unfold. I didn't know the logical linear process that my brain wanted to follow. I didn't know any of that, but I just did know I had this deep knowing through absolutely through your um, very beautiful and safe journeying with me. So I'm quickly popping into this episode in case you're hearing anything that's getting your attention and you feel like you're ready to begin your journey through your past and present life towards greater self-worth, confidence and transformation. Now you can dive right in and use the code LOVE, all caps, L-O-V-E, to receive 10% off your Fashic Records reading purchase. This is where we open your records together and get clear on your purpose, your passions, your gifts and your challenges to overcome in this current incarnation. Your records are a healing place. They are your unique energetic frequency and yours only. So through reading the files of your soul, you can truly believe what's possible for you. Or if you're a beginner, or this is your first time tuning in here, you can try our free self-belief meditation exercise. As you listen, you'll begin to feel an energetic shift in your body and you'll get a taste of the process we use in all of our energetic clearings. Activating calm in your body opens you up to receiving a more powerful experience. So no matter whether you're looking for love, career or financial abundance, viewing this exercise alone, you'll begin to expand and you'll discover some aha moments. So again, the code is LOVE, L-O-V-E, at the checkout for 10% off your Kashik Records reading. Check out the show notes to discover more about our offerings. Now let's get back to this episode. I just had this real anchored sense of this is what I'm meant to be doing now. This is where I'm meant to be. This is who I am. This is what I'm here for. This is, um, and it just, it's like the, the, the stone in the pond. It just had this huge ripple effect. So I, 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 I can remember asking you questions about very specific things such as I was moving out of the family home. I was looking for somewhere to rent. I asked you questions about what do I need to know about my next home and do you remember? Um, <laughs> I do. I know, I know. Yes. Go on. Tell the story. So I don't, do you want me to tell it? So, yeah, I'd love um, you to. So <laughs> I was, we were trying, I was trying, I was, I personally was trying to feel into what I could be looking for. So I'd, I'd considered everything. I was going to buy a canal boat because I have a massive affinity with water. Spiritually for me, water's the thing. Um, I was going to buy a canal boat. Um, I wasn't going to buy a house, partly for financial reasons. Um but I also knew that I wanted certain things like I wanted a secure base. I needed somewhere that my, I could bring my children up the, the, for half, for the half time that they were with me. Um, and so I just wanted to get, I think I was just looking for a sense of what was on its way to me. And you, during the reading, you said many, many things, but during the reading, you, I can remember, I'll never forget you saying it's different to what people will expect. And 
you were sensing yellow and you wondered if it might be a yellow door. So then I'm on like right move looking for houses with yellow doors, of course, um, which is not what happened. But I, I, I then found within very short measure, literally been nothing on the rental market that I wanted or could afford within very short measure, two houses come up. And there's a whole story behind them, what happened next. But anyway, I ended up in the house that I'm in, which I absolutely love that was made for me. And it wasn't until after I moved in, it doesn't have a yellow door, by the way, but it wasn't until after I moved in, someone said to me, oh, where are you living? So I explained. And they said, oh, it's one of those, one of those yellow brick houses. Because there's a, there's a street in my area where there's a very pale yellow brick. And that's one of the, that is where I've ended up living. Um, and so it's almost like you look retrospectively, you look back and all those little pieces of the jigsaw, they just kind of click into place. Um, so I, I, I love having my, I love dipping into my records because it guides me in a way that nothing else does. I think um, it gives me what I need without, you know, you'll, I, I, my experience has never been that I'll be told exactly what's about to happen, but I, I've had guidance like, even things like um, in one of the readings, I think you said something like your task at the moment is to, is to think about how you want to feel when you look back, how you handled the next few months. And that was a game changer for me because it mm. helped me set my intention for how I wanted things to, how I wanted to be in the, in the, um, and amicable and very um what's the word in many ways very easy dismantling of what was the the, the sort of dis the, what was it that word that Gwyneth Paltrow got slated for the conscious uncoupling <laughs> yes. the um but never have I understood that phrase more you know that conscious decision that there's a way to do this if we choose to do it that way and there's a way we, we, we want to do this if we choose to do it that way. And so that's what I've brought. And I, and, and, and like going back to when we change, when we bring a certain energy, it can't fail to influence those around us. So the fact that I was so nailed into how I wanted to, what I wanted to bring to the ending of a 17 year relationship and how that affected the kids and, you know, how we spoke to them, all of, all of it, all, every little bit that I am, I'm fully confident has had a hugely positive effect on how it's gone. Because compared to some people, mm. it's been, don't get me wrong, doesn't mean that therefore we didn't care about each other or there's been no pain or distress. Of course there has been, there's sadness, there's grief, there's yeah. a sense of loss in many ways for both of us, but... But how you how how we ended both ended up approaching it in a practical sense came from what I heard through an Akashic record reading. Yeah, beautiful. It's so incredible, isn't it? It's it's not like to me. It's not. It's like having a roadmap. Yes. But the roadmap has multiple mm -hmm. roads on it, and with. For me, if I, when I sit in my records, I feel like I'm being lifted up from the earth. I can feel the rush through me. I feel, just, just feel an energy, a vibration that is very hard to articulate, but it just feels different. Let's just say it feels different. Mm. 
And it's like, as soon as you get there, all of those teeny tiny fragments that have gone out into the world, those energy, your fragments of energy that have Mm -hmm. shooted out into the world, the ones that need to be seen at this point suddenly get sucked up and they get sucked back in. And all of a sudden you've got a roadmap of the things you need to see. Mm-hmm. And like you say, it's like, yeah, you know, spirit's very good. They will give you guidance knowing that we have our own free will. So we yes. can take any one of those paths. Yes. However, when you learn to read and manage your energy and you become a master at that, you know which of those paths and the strength of that energy of that path compared to a slightly yeah. different strength of energy of the other paths, you know that you're boom, I'm going to go straight through there and I'm going to yeah. go straight in there. And, you know, from it's reading almost the like, it's almost like there's this sort of gentle magnetic yes. pull in a certain direction. Yeah. And there's pulls in lots of different directions, but it's almost like one of them feels the best pull or the most right pull or the most yeah. aligned pull and it's just gently yeah. nud- literally gently nudging you forward in a way that is going to serve you um and I definitely felt that felt that through all my readings I've, I've got what I needed to at the time yeah, um sometimes very frustratingly so let's be fair <laughs> You don't hear what you don't you're not gonna hear what you think you want to hear, are you? You're gonna hear what you need to hear. <laughs> yeah. You don't always get what you want, but you get what you need. Exactly. <laughs> that old exactly. adage. Exactly. But, um, but yes, I mean it's an it's a it's a pretty awesome self-practice tool. And I mm-hmm. you know, I urge everybody to begin to start to open their records and I'm going to put um, a link to the pathway prayer in the show notes so everyone can just practice listening to themselves after they've um, opened with the prayer um, because okay, it's like working you- the muscle yes exactly we're sort of the whole of life is a practice I was saying this to when I was um, delivering something the other night it's called a practice for a reason because the more we do it we the better we get at it you know to put it in its simplest terms the more and the more therefore we're going to get out of it um and the more we're going to be able to give from it so um of course it's a practice you came to talk in my membership group didn't you and you 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 shared your beautiful wisdom about the records and and what they're what they're here to help us do and how we access them and you shared the the pathway prayer um very kindly with my group and they are all over it they've gone back so to that session and what re-watched it re-watched it re-watched it and they're learning something new every time same it's the same content but <laughs> as always it's like a practice they go back they re-watch and they hear something different yeah. just happens yeah. to be the exact thing they needed to hear at that point yeah. um so yeah. yeah i think everyone should be should be feeling into the the pathway prayer yeah because you know there's no there's no better way of um knowing yourself more deeply than mm. than getting to know your own information because <laughs> you know we have these five human senses but we have a multitude of senses you know sixth sense more than that that we mm. can we are now becoming able to um to identify with and make use of and all of this is what we have experienced with a previous life 
Yeah. You know, there's no coincidences that you and I are doing this work and there are many other beautiful souls just like us, what we're doing here yeah. that are helping everybody to know and learn more about themselves. And it's an absolute, absolute gift, absolute gift. Each month I channel um, the lessons from the Akashic Records for my podcast audience and the Dominion, who are the light beings I channel, always offer lots of wisdom. And this month for May, it is the fifth month of the year, as we say. So it's all around expression and really being out there, starting to uncover and reveal and be more visible um, with what we're here to do, but you know, re-revealing, re-remembering those gifts and talents, unique gifts and talents, not what we've mm. necessarily mm. learned along the way, which of course is definitely useful, but you know, the stuff that's deep, the deep wisdom within. And of course, because we're human beings and we're here to overcome certain aspects of of ourselves we get a bit stuck with fears and challenges and trying to overcome those but there was one line this month that I'd love to just share with you and see what you how this comes down to you how it how Mm -hmm. you feel it they said the world wants to see your glistening eyes and your rosy cheeks those caring whispers from the depths of your voice floating out into space for others to hold on to with comfort and a cuddle and a warm embrace. Your time is now to start today. Speak your radical truth and come out to play. Do that with lightness, no seriousness here, simply lightness and frivolous and to hell with fear. What are you doing this month to speak your radical truth? I've, I can't even tell you the rush of energy that I just felt as you were reading that. Um, so for me, this is a this is a continued opening up and a continued or an, um, a strengthening of my of vocalizing my truth. So what I found myself doing this month already is. Um, a lot of challenging of not only my own shit, but also of of my channeling of my clients' narrative, their story, the story they tell themselves. And it's just fascinating how this, the synchronicity is here, isn't it? So I ran, um, in the membership, I ran um, a workshop called Fuck This Shit the other day. <laughs> um, <laughs> And it was all about story work. It was all about those fears that we lock into, which are based on just a story that we tell ourselves. And it was all about asking ask people a series of journaling questions that they've sort of um, felt into and which ended up with them being able to sort of describe their story. And then we looked at, okay, so what works about for you about that story? How does that serve you? What doesn't serve you? What's your new story going to be? Mm. um and so that in itself I'm finding myself so from a throat chakra point of view I'm finding myself being and don't get me I've, I've never 
I've always been a no bullshit kind of person, as you can probably, and your listeners will probably be able to tell. Um, <laughs> but I'm finding myself doing that even more. And I'm what I'm hearing back is, I like that you challenge me. I like that you I like that you tell it how it is. That's been said to me several times in the last few days. Um, I needed to hear that. Um, and so not only am I speaking more of my truth and really, really allowing me to vocalize what is what is energetically happening. Um, but in doing that, I'm also encouraging others to do the same and they are responding with that but it's interesting that you also say frivolous because I have done a lot of since I moved out and moved into my own place I have done a lot of playing (laughs) I've had a lot of very late nights around my fire pit chatting rubbish with various people um (laughs) so good I have overindulged far too much and that's that's starting to level back out now and that you know that and, but I've also known that that's what I needed to do it's yeah. been part of my gift to myself part of my liberation part of my speaking my truth um so May is almost like it has been so far um accumulation of some of that um and you know I've got to soon and I'm reopening the doors to my membership next month so I have got to start being more visible about that I'm being and I'm, I'm I'm feeling into when it's right to to start shouting about that again um and so it's fascinating that that's what you that's what the mm. you channel from the records because I can resonate with all of it um I think balancing that play and always speaking our truth wherever we find that however we find that wherever we find ourselves in that moment um and you know speaking our truth can be being silent as well absolutely which I'm learning Mm. um as in not not colluding with something you don't agree with or not just saying yes 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 because it makes the other person feel better that's um, it. And, you know, vocal, you know, vocal cords, the way we speak, we can have just as much of um, that impact speaking very quietly mm-hmm. and silently as much as it is very feeling like so. we, we've got to be so out there and, you know, finding that that balance, but also playing with that. That's, you mm-hmm. know, one of the things that I found from just coming back and integrating this this month's lesson. It's like, change the way that you you feel that you need to do something when you're expressing yes. yourself just just change it up be silent yeah. be quiet be take take the time to to lengthen a word and mm. sing through the chords and all of this is healing the throat it's it's yeah. tuning the throat and so this I love the records because everybody has their own interpretation and so mm. thank you for sharing yours because it's actually opened up my awareness and perspective of this so that's beautiful thank you <laughs> oh, my pleasure my pleasure now I'd love to speak forever and we can come back and do this another time but you mentioned your membership group and I know you recently, this is a thing that you've created, you've co-created this this year. And 
I know because you've shared with me and you've allowed me in for, for an hour to talk about the records, just how amazing a community, a beautiful community of, of wonderful women I'm mm. I feel yeah and so they are at the moment but it is okay. an open it is an open okay. membership I have goosebumps so I think there's mm. probably an aspect of that that softening of the masculine that that wants to be seen more so there we go a little download and insight there so tell tell um share with us share with us a little bit about your membership when you how how can people learn more about it Okay, so um, the membership I run, what's been interesting about this, so I I had a three-month period where I had to, where I'd ended my relationship, obviously feeling all the feels, the temptation is to just not work. But I, I, um, at the same time as all that was happening, I also published um, my journal um, and I created, co-created this membership, which I had thought about doing last year. And it didn't feel right. So I waited and lo and behold, out of all the shit that's happened comes this incredible community. So what I offer is um, something called the Soulful Living Membership. And it is a integrative cacophony of practical magic mindset. Um, we have a spirit, we have the soul growth book club Um we have guest speakers. I do a number of teachings. We cycle with the moon. So I offer new moon and full moon ceremonies every month. Um, and it is all about, really the aim of it is all about people, encouraging people to feel into and allow themselves to be who they are and to explore some of this stuff in a really safe way. Um, so the idea, it's a really low cost monthly fee you dip in and out as you want to some people come to everything some people watch the plays of everything some people will go this month I'm doing that I'm joining that and that's 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 what they want to take from it and the idea is you stay in as long as you want you leave when you want um and it is just there as a a beautiful container of loveliness that allows you to learn more about yourself and to be yourself and to express yourself in the way you've always meant been meant to part part of the part of the community is that I have a closed private Facebook group which is magical because in there people are sharing posting supporting each other um noticing the beautiful synchronicities between between different group members and the feedback's incredible it is you know, it is the best thing I have ever created so far. How can people learn more about this? If Where can they find you? people go to my website, which is alifordcoaching.com, they can... So at the moment, the doors are closed. So the way the membership works is I open the doors. Whoever wants to join can join. That is your price forever because the doors are only open for a week and then they close because yeah. then we need to, then we need to collectively gather again because we've, yeah. you know, there's been some shifts in dynamics and energy and the rest of it. At the moment you can sign up to the waiting list um, via my website. And that's where you'll, so you'll, when you do that, you will get an email or a number of emails when, when, when we're about to reopen the doors and there's various links on there that people can kind of feel into and, 
which tells you all about the membership and, and what you get and the different levels of it. So fabulous, fabulous. Well, yeah, I will pop the your details in the show notes below. So we'll have a link straight straight to that. Perfect. Wonderful, wonderful. Ali, thank you. Thank you so much for taking time out. I know you're in the UK and I'm in Australia and we're opposite ends of the day and just grateful that we are able to harness the internet as much as we have been doing, certainly in the last year or so. And it's it's an absolute joy to um, spend time and energy with you today. Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for sharing so deeply and and I, as I know you so well, you always do that. So thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. I have so enjoyed talking to you yeah. as I always do. Always. It's about time I come out to Australia, I think, and spend a week <laughs> with you. Yeah, let's do it. I've got goosebumps again. Oh, my <laughs> God. Truth bumps. I am heading that way. I've got a number of Australian clients, so I will be heading that way at some point. Um, but I've loved it. I, I love. I always love talking to you. There's always so much I learn whenever we speak. So thank you for the opportunity. We do. We do. Likewise. Thank you, lovely. I will see you soon. <laughs>